Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's going going down down on the farm. farm. It's It's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And I'm joined this week by a former Met. He is uh, a 10 time, a 10 year player in the major leagues played from 1986 to 1995 with the Mets and the Dodgers California Angels Chicago White Sox he is a catcher and you know know, people that know me know I love catchers Uh, he is Barry Lyons and Barry welcome to uh, Mets Musings well thank you Gary it's great to be on with you and certainly uh, fond memories of my days at the New York Met, and uh, look forward to uh, having a conversation with you uh, this morning. And uh, thanks for uh, inviting me on your show. You're very welcome. And we we chatted a little bit about uh, the tough time that we're having now with this the coronavirus and uh, no baseball and. Uh, um, we're just trying to make do, I guess, right, until it clears up. Well, that's about all we can do, obviously, our safety and our health of, uh, of, of us individually, our families, our children, uh, our loved ones, and everyone in this country and in this world, obviously, is uh, uh, what's most important. But, yes, uh, going through this uh, time at home with my wife and my daughter and being somewhat uh, secluded here is not easy, but uh, certainly, uh, as with anything, could always be worse. So we're just trying to do what's asked of us, trying to do the right thing and the next right thing, and uh, <laughs> praying that this will pass sooner than later and that uh, we can get back to some sense of normalcy and uh, certainly uh, really hopeful that uh, baseball uh, will will begin again uh, sooner than later as well. And uh, you're you're no uh, stranger to uh, having some troubles. Uh, you were in the middle of uh, the terrible hurricane Katrina. Yes, I was. Uh, that was an experience uh, that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, Gary. And uh, it uh, took its toll on obviously all of us, uh, as all hurricanes and tornadoes and natural disasters do on wherever, uh, the impact is felt. But, uh, 15 years ago in uh, 2005, Hurricane Katrina 
quote unquote, I guess, rock my world uh, yeah. in ways that uh, it's uh, we don't have enough time to describe. But uh, <laughs> certainly, it was a very difficult time for me personally, but for hundreds and thousands of uh, of people, and uh, a time that uh, you know I, I've, I've obviously grown from it and, and learned a lot of lessons from having gone through that. Uh, but, uh, like I said, I wouldn't wish that experience on my worst enemy, but, uh, I'm a better man for having survived it and, and, and gone through the various things that I've gone through, uh, since then. But, uh, it's, you know, life can be tough and we can, uh, certainly have to deal with a lot of different things, but when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, as I have done most of my life, I, there was a, a quite a, a long period of time where I drifted away and fell off and and uh, went into some dark periods, uh, but uh, uh, I have faith, I have peace, I, I, I trust that uh, the Lord is in control, and uh, I'm just... Uh, being patient and, and trying to do uh, the next right thing and, and certainly praying for my my uh, family and loved ones, but praying for our country and praying for our president, praying for everyone that uh, uh, could be and, and already are affected by this, uh, this virus. Yeah, it's a terrible thing, and I can relate a little bit to the hurricane because we went through Hurricane Sandy here, though yeah. uh, I was quite fortunate that I did not lose my house. Uh, we did lose all of our systems in the house. We had uh, uh, eight feet of water in our basement, but it just missed. It was just short of our first floor, so we were very fortunate there. Um, but uh, I can relate a little bit to what you must have went through though not completely the the uh, problems that you had but um so let's let's get on to a nicer subject um yeah. um we baseball we we all dream of being a baseball player and playing on a major league playing in in a big game uh when did your dream start for you actually gary i was uh i guess blessed or or uh I uh, was attuned to uh, God's plan for my life uh, early on as, as a young kid. I, I I just was very passionate about baseball. I had a dad and, and three older brothers that uh, were just uh, sports fanatics, loved all, all sports for that matter. But uh, baseball and football was the two primary sports that my, my family uh, was drawn to uh, above all the others, and uh, I I love baseball from uh, from the onset of my life, and uh, I can remember as a little bitty kid going to my older brother's games and and just uh, you know being consumed with it and, and and just smitten with it, if you will. But uh, uh, I was blessed to know at a very early age that uh, baseball was. Uh, something that uh, I, I loved and was very passionate about and, and, you know, had a hope and a vision and a dream to be a big league ball player. Uh, and I just give God the glory and thank him for that experience and for, uh, you know, the realization of that dream uh, that I had as a kid. And, and uh, so baseball to me has always been something I've been very passionate about from, from the, the, 
moment that I can recall mm-hmm. uh, of my childhood. And Chris, you you played high school ball. You went on to college and actually got drafted by the uh, Detroit Tigers in in eighty uh, one, I believe it was, in the twenty fifth round. But you uh, didn't sign, and you got drafted the following year in eighty two by the New York Mets. And then when you decided to sign, um, what was the, what what changed your mind in the year other than the, the moving up to ten rounds and uh, any thoughts to have maybe stayed in again and see where that took you? Well, uh, in 1981, my junior year at Delta State University, which is a Division II college baseball program in Mississippi, I was blessed to play for an amazing man uh, by the name of Dave Boo Ferris, mm-hmm. who was a Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer, was a, a great pitcher for the Red Sox in the, in the mid and late 1940s was their pitching coach throughout the 50s, uh, and he started the, our Delta State University baseball program basically from scratch in 1960. But I, I played three years for him, and uh, that third year, my junior year, uh, you know, I was very aware that I would most likely be drafted. But unfortunately, I got hurt during that season, uh, fractured the hammock bone in my left hand uh-huh. just about a month of the season. And uh, our team did not have near the season that we had hoped to have. And and then being drafted, I was a little disappointed that I was, you know, not drafted until the 25th round and uh, the uh, $1,500 uh, signing bonus that was offered certainly was not enticing in any way. <laughs> Uh, even though my dream was to play professional baseball, uh, just something inside of me, a gut feeling that I relied upon to make uh, decisions, which I know now was our good Lord just kind of leading me to where he had me destined to go. And and uh, But I, I chose to go back for my senior year for, for various reasons, but uh, primarily uh, uh, I wanted to get it right. I wanted to... to complete my degree in business. I wanted to, to, uh, play my senior year for a man that I loved and, and, and a man that, uh, uh, mentored me and, and, and mentored me not only in while I was there in college, but throughout my career and throughout my life. And so those were, uh, the, the key, uh, reasons why I went back. And then I went back for a senior season that, uh, was uh, exceptionally good in, in many ways. And me personally, I became an All-American uh, Mississippi College Baseball Player of the Year. Uh, we went to the Division II College World Series and finished third in the nation. So it was uh, a decision that I made that uh, obviously turned out for the best and then drafted by the New York Mets. While the signing bonus wasn't much to speak about, uh, the opportunity was what it was all about. And uh, I was just blessed to be a part of a great Mets organization in the 1980s, and uh, I, I forever cherish those memories. Now you, you go to camp, and uh, you're a you're a young kid fresh out of college, and everything. It's your first camp. What what was that experience like? I mean, you dreamed about this your whole time. You you get to a, a minor league camp first, um, but. Um, 
was it like, did you have to pinch yourself when you got there? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's kind of weird, Gary. Uh, it, if I know, knew then what I know now about, uh, you know, how scrutinized everything was, how you were evaluated and scouted just uh, day in and day out, how basically every move you made was, was noted and documented and, and, uh, you know, uh, was, people were, were watching uh, at all times. And I, I didn't really think about that. That didn't play a part. I, I just loved competing. I loved the game of baseball. I loved winning. I loved the, the team concept. I loved being a, a leader on a team. I loved the, the camaraderie and, and the clubhouse and the dugout antics that went along with it. Uh, I, it, you know, there was everything I loved about the game. Uh, you know, I was just taking the, the next challenge, the next opportunity, uh, trying to win the next game, trying to drive in the next run, trying to throw out the next base dealer, trying to get the next pitcher that came in to, to be successful. I mean, I, you know, it was, uh, I don't know that it was, uh, coherently, uh, you know, uh, thought out each day. Mm-hmm. That's the process that I went through. Mm-hmm. And I never really looked too far down the road. I, I, my goal was to be a big leaguer, but uh, I was able to keep it in the moment and, and just accept every challenge every day and, and you know, tried to do the best I could and wanted to be the best player I could be. And I wanted to win more than anything. Uh, I love playing the game, but... I, even more so, I love winning that day's game. That that mm-hmm. was so awesome. That right. that feeling, accomplishing your your stated goal that day, which was to win that baseball game, and to be a part of that day in and day out was what what motivated me, what moved me, and what ultimately led me to being a big league ball player. And and when you did, uh, you you played on uh, three championship teams, the A, Double A, AA, and Triple A levels. With the uh, uh, Mets had some farm system in that or in that eighties. Uh, oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, there's no other organization I would dare say compared to uh, the success. Uh, yes, the winning championships, which was awesome, but the the number of of players that came into the the, the, the Mets organization and then were developed and, and were really taught how to win. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. managed in the minor leagues. I've uh, watched the minor leagues. I've broadcasted the minor leagues. I don't know that there's been an organization in my lifetime or, or since I was a, a Met member of the Mets organization that has done it as well as the Mets did in the 1980s. Yeah, we could have won another World Series or two. Yeah, they were things that happened that, uh, you know, took from, uh, from, uh, you know, the possibilities that were there, but, uh, all that being said, uh, the organization was by far the best in all of baseball during that time. And the talent that came through there, I mean, the, the scouting was awesome. The player development was awesome. And, and then the championships that were won made guys not only develop their skills, which, you know, some organizations are about, you know, development and, and not so much on winning. But the Mets organization at that time, uh, winning was a, a huge part of the development process. And, mm-hmm. 
and we won at every level. Uh, we, you know, my first year, first full year, we lost in the championship game in a very dramatic ending in the South Atlantic League. Otherwise, you know, certainly could have won four in a row. Mm. Uh, and then the, you know, winning uh, in 86 with the big league club. So it, it was uh, certainly a championship uh, uh determined organization that won at every level and, and and that to me was was so awesome to be a part of and you had to think that you were going to make the big club and um then the Mets turn around and they trade for Gary Carter how did that uh you know how, how did you take that did it uh uh, bother you at all? Did you see it as still an opportunity to get better? Um, what was your thoughts on that? That's, uh, that's a great question, Gary. And uh, the, the, the trade came in December of 1984. And in 1984 was the year that I really, uh, you know, took advantage of the opportunity and was an MVP of the Carolina League, had a great season. We won a championship uh, uh, that year. And I was, uh, you know, that's, after that season was when I really knew that I was going to be a big league player. I, I didn't think that I was ready to be the starting catcher for the New York Mets in 1985. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to go there, but I, I knew I was going to be a big leaguer. And uh, watching Monday Night Football in December of 1984 at a friend's house, uh, seeing that uh, flash across the screen uh, that the Mets made this trade for a perennial all-star and eventual Hall of Fame catcher Gary Carter, it, it, I didn't know how to react. Uh, you know, part of me was excited that we had this great player come into our organization, and and part of me was, uh, you know, a little disappointed mm-hmm. that uh, I knew he was one of the best players in baseball, uh, that he was uh, – uh, you know, under a long-term contract and was one of the highest paid players in baseball. So uh, a lot of those things sort of, you know, disappointed me in a sense. But ultimately, you know, Gary and I were, were uh, you know, good friends. I wouldn't say best friends, but we got along fine. And he was a, obviously a great ball player. He didn't like to take days off and, Certainly, I would have wished for and would have loved to have more opportunities to play during the the peak of my career and from age 27 to 30. But unfortunately, that wasn't uh, the way it was. Uh, it you know it happened. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I learned a lot from watching him. Uh, what a competitor! What a gamer! Uh, you know, a, a great baseball player, but also a fine uh, family man, Christian man, and, uh, you know, somewhat uh, vilified in in some ways uh, by uh, players across the league and and even our own teammates uh, because he was, uh, uh, I don't know, Gary just had a a piece about him and, and and a smile on his face and a competitive nature that uh, rubbed some people wrong, but, uh, you know, uh, he was a great player and uh, a guy that uh, certainly earned 
uh, his Hall of Fame status. And uh, unfortunately, he blocked me in New York. And then eventually, uh, after he had left New York, and then I had left New York, he blocked me again and out with the Dodgers <laughs> for one thing. So, you know, I, I've been started writing uh, a memoir, if you will, or my life story a few years ago, but I, I've just, there's some aspects of my life that I, I just haven't uh, wanted to to dive back into uh, some of the things that I went through, but uh, certainly looking back uh, on him and, and his life and the way he carried himself, uh, uh, great respect for Gary Carter and, and, and his career and his life, and uh, matter of fact, I've recently uh, reconnected with his wife, Sandy, who has mm-hmm. since married again and, and uh, doing very well down in Florida. But uh, uh, Sandy uh, is a, a wonderful Christian woman as well. And, and, and her and Gary had a, a great relationship. And looking back, uh, Daryl Strawberry has said it and others have said it that, you know, uh, you know, he was a great example that so many of us didn't really, uh, follow uh, off the field. Uh, a lot of us wanted to play and competed and did the things on the field similar or, you know, to the degree that he did. But uh, uh, a lot of us and myself included uh, during that era uh, got caught up into uh, the trappings and the temptations of uh, of the lifestyle of the 1980s and and, and being a, a New York Met and, and having uh, the world at your feet, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, it led many of us to uh, some some problems that uh, uh, later on in life that maybe, uh, you know, wouldn't have happened had we followed Gary's uh, lead. But uh, such is life. I mean, you learn, you grow, and, and I'm blessed to be born again Christian, blessed to be free from uh, addiction to alcohol and, and a lifestyle that uh, started before I got to New York, but uh, it escalated during that time, certainly. And uh, uh, I battled addiction for many, many years, but I'm uh, eight years uh, to the good and uh, been blessed and uh, redeemed. And I'm thankful uh, that God. Uh, lifted me out of the muck and the mire of bondage and addiction. And I'm uh, just blessed and thankful uh, to uh, to wake up every day with a peace and a joy and a freedom that I didn't know uh, I could have when I was in bondage mm-hmm. and then when I was battling addiction for so long. But that was a, that was a tough team. That was a, uh, uh, a team that liked the nightlife and, and, uh, I guess for a young guy getting his first shot in the big leagues, that was, uh, you know, maybe was not the best bunch to come up with. Well, I, I, I take full responsibility for my choices and the decisions that I made and, and the lifestyle that I uh, allowed myself to get, uh, you know, involved in. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a time where, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't, think uh, uh, we were the only teams doing all of that, but we were in New York. We were uh, the top organization in all of baseball. We had uh, great talent, uh, but we also had a lot of guys that uh, 
that loved all the the trappings that go with it uh, and and the temptations that were there. And uh, it was a wild time. I mean, it was crazy in a lot of ways. And obviously that type of team lifestyle can't exist anymore. I'm sure there's still some partying going on. I'm sure there's still some guys doing things that uh, may uh, compare or be similar to what went on when we played, but to a large degree, I don't think it's possible. Too much money, too much media exposure, too much right. social social media, uh, you can't do it. And, you know, but um, I'm not placing any blame anywhere other than on myself. I chose to do it, but it was a culture that I grew up in. It was a lifestyle that, uh, you know, was, uh, uh-huh. was there and, and readily available to anybody that, uh, that, uh, you know, wanted to get involved. And certainly, uh, I was a part of that as were many of my teammates, but, uh, we had a great time. Don't get me wrong. And had a lot of fun and there were a lot of, memories and times that uh i'll cherish forever but uh you know sometimes that lifestyle and 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 uh the 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 choices you make have uh consequences later on and some uh suffer those uh during that time and and some more like me suffered from it later on as that lifestyle led to uh addiction and then addiction leads to to a stronghold that the enemy has on you and and then uh choices and decisions that are made lead to things that uh you know you wouldn't have done in your normal uh right mind but uh, under the influence uh all of us make uh, poor decisions more so than than not and uh, certainly that was uh, a lifestyle that I got uh, caught in, but certainly free from, and thankful that I am. Uh, and uh, but it, it's been a journey. But I, I, you know, obviously, you can't change what happened, and all of it led to who I am today. And I'm very thankful to be who I am, and happily married, and uh, I have beautiful children and grandchildren, and uh, just uh, very thankful for the game of baseball and what it's given to me. And and you've. Uh given a lot back to the game of baseball especially in Biloxi you were instrumental in bringing minor league baseball back to that that city and I want to get into that a little bit uh, but first I have uh, you mentioned Daryl Strawberry um, and of course um, one of your other teammates is still having problems battling the demons that you talk about and that's Dwight Gooden how good were these guys? And uh, you know, uh, Strawberry at least has, has, has seemed to have uh, you know turned his life around, and 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 Doc Gooden still seems to um, uh, be struggling a little bit. But um, it's I, I I don't even know what I want to say. I just it's I, I get so sad when I think about how good they could have been and and uh, I always felt that they were um too young and and didn't have enough guidance and and had they had some more guidance I believe maybe maybe they could have avoided some of the temptation and uh 
Uh, but we'll never know, of course. But how good yeah. were these guys? Well, not only were they great players and great talents, but uh, they're both great guys with great hearts and, and wonderful teammates. Uh, uh, you know, Daryl is, I don't know, 17, 18 years clean and sober, an ordained minister, preacher. He's sharing the gospel and, and helping save lives all over the country, speaking and and uh, sharing his testimony and preaching uh Word of God and, and doing amazing things in his ministry with his wife Tracy, but uh, Dwight, uh, I, I just we exchanged texts uh, just a couple of days ago, just checking on each other. I've been very diligent about keeping in touch with Dwight and and encouraging him, and uh, uh, he's doing very well at the moment. He's okay. had, you know, uh, periods of uh, of his post-baseball playing career where he's been sober, where he has been making the right choices and doing the right things. But, uh, you know, he, he keeps finding a way and, and keeps falling back into that trap. And I just I, I prayed for Dwight and will continue to pray for Dwight. I love him dearly. Uh, I, I, I stay in touch with him quite often and try to encourage him. Uh, I, the Christian addiction recovery program I went through down here in Mississippi, where I, I gave my life to Christ, where my, where my mind and where my whole being was transformed and I was set free from addiction. I, I really encouraged him and, and tried to, uh, to get him to come here and to get out of New York, get out of New Jersey, to get away from, uh, you know, all of that that's swirling around him. I mm-hmm. don't think he has the accountability partners up there that, that he needs. And and when he's kind of lonely and, 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 you know, vulnerable, that's when the enemy strikes. And, and you know, I, I just uh, try to encourage him. But I think he's been doing very, very well. Uh, you know, I know last summer he had a couple of slip-ups. I don't know what he's facing legally, if there's issues, you know, where that stands exactly. Right. But right. I'm praying for him. I, I think the world is a white. He is an absolutely sweetheart of a guy. He's got a heart as big as anything you can compare it to. But uh, like all of us, we're all flawed. We all have mm-hmm. issues. And... Uh, I believe uh, that uh, he's on on a good path again. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Certainly, I'm uh, doing what I can to help him and encourage him. But uh, wonderful talent. Yeah, you know, I, I, I see a lot. And, you know, some people really bash him for, for, you know, not being Hall of Famers. For not, they both had good careers. Mm-hmm. They're both human. They both right, made mistakes. Right. I mean, who didn't? I mean, you know, you can look down the list of hundreds and maybe even thousands of guys that could have, would have, should have. If they would have done this, they would have done that. If they would have did this or didn't do that. I mean, you know, those guys, they they laid it on the line. They had great careers. You know, they weren't Hall of Fame careers. They made mistakes like all of us did. But theirs were, were compounded because they played in New York. Theirs were compounded because... They who were who they were, black young superstars that really didn't have uh, accountability, you know. And some of that's on the Mets, 
but I don't place it completely there by any means. But, you know, these guys, uh, they lived their lives, and they made some poor choices. That doesn't make them bad people. That doesn't make them, you know, they shouldn't be vilified or, or talked about in a way that, well, they wasted. They did. You know what? Not everybody's going to be a Hall of Famer. That's what makes it a Hall of Fame. Right, you know? right. And then, you know, everybody, you know, walks their own journey, goes through walks. And they had great careers, but, yeah, they made some poor choices and did some things and and got caught, and, you know, in, in bad situations. And, 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 you know, that affected their, their lives, their careers, and, and their families and everything. But, uh, you know, as Jesus said, uh, who among you you know, wants to cast that first stone. I mean, a lot of people throw a lot of stones at Dwight and Darrell, but they're good people. I love them to death, and I think the world of them. And uh, Darrell's been doing amazing things for the for the kingdom of God and and, and helping others. And, and Dwight has has been battling and, and hasn't uh, quite gotten it completely yet. But we're all a work in progress and, and mm-hmm. I love them both and I think the world of both of them and they both had really, really good careers. Yeah, they could have had better ones, but so what? That's life. And you know get over it. People let them be who they are. And I tell Dwight all the time and and and, and you know, at first I think he didn't like it, but I said, Dwight, you're not Doc Good no more. Right. That guy's gone. Right. I said, You're right. Dwight Good. The name that your mom and dad gave you. You're Dwight Good, and you're a good man, and you still have a lot of, to do yet in your life. And God has a purpose for you through all of what you went through. There's still good that can come from it and will come from it. But you've got to let go of Doc Good and, and be Dwight Good and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and look forward and not backwards. And, and you know, uh, I've heard him interview, and he he sat in on uh, SNY a few times. Uh, he was in the stands, and they'd go down and talk to him when uh, um, I, I think it was, especially when Matt Harvey was still here and pitching, and yeah. and his insight. He's got a lot. I, I you know, I think he would be such an. Uh, uh, such an asset to a major league team if they gave him a chance to coach because he has so much insight. I mean, it was fascinating sitting and listening to him talk about pitching. Yeah. Oh, I, I was with him in Mets fantasy camp in January. And, and yeah, the, you should see the guys that, that just gravitate to him and, and the love that he, he just, pours out to mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, you know, these are Mets fans from generations and they adore him, and, but he, he's just so humble and so loving and so kind to, to all these guys. I mean, they just think the world of him. And, and But yeah, he, he knows pitching. He's had some great uh, uh, instructors, Mel Stoudemire in particular, that, that really helped him and, and, and really, you know, help give him confidence, but they taught him. And, and obviously by the way he pitched, yeah, he had some great God given natural talents, but he knew what he was doing out there. It wasn't just all on, on physical ability and athletic right. ability alone. Right. Believe me, right. doc was a sharp, was a very smart, smart, smart pitcher, uh, to go along with obviously having great stuff, but, uh, he, he, 
probably not given enough credit for for how smart he is. And, and but he's just a, a, a humble, soft-spoken, just kind-hearted, good dude. And uh, uh, I love him, and, and, I, and I, I, you know, I, I cherish the time that we get to spend together. And certainly, uh, I'm praying for him, and, and hoping, and wishing, and praying for the best for him. And as you said, uh, not a Hall of Fame career, but a great career nonetheless. And uh, look, he accomplished, as Strawberry uh, accomplished things that millions of people wish they would have done. Uh, And essentially, even yourself, um, you know, how many of us wish to play? You played the major leagues. I mean, how terrific and fantastic was that? Well, it was it was amazing. It was a dream come true. It was a, 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 a something that I I worked for and prayed about and 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 and, and you know sacrificed for and dedicated myself to and 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 so did those guys. And uh, you know we we're like I said earlier, we're all human and we're all. Uh, or a work in progress, mm-hmm. and we all are flawed. That's and uh, none of us are perfect. And people that, that just bash, you know, Dwight and Daryl make me kind of ill, you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, they, they've they accomplished a lot. they both multiple-time championship ballplayers on winning teams. Mm-hmm. They've, they've uh, you know, they've had great seasons. Yeah, they, they might have fallen short in some ways, but... Uh, God bless them, uh, and, and you know it's not about uh, numbers. At the end of the day, it's what kind of person you are, and, and, and it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And, and uh, we're all going to meet our Maker one day. And uh, my goal in life is to help and to, to guide and to lead others to to come to know Christ because uh, one day, uh, you know, we're going to face it again. And, and, and I'm uh, a strong believer and, and uh, I, I want to encourage and, and help anybody and everybody to, 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 to know the truth that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life with the Father, not the best way. Not a good way, but he's the only way, and that's my sincere belief, and I trust and believe in every word of the Bible, and, uh, and I'm thankful to be a born-again Christian, and I'm going to share that every uh, moment I can, and, and certainly uh, Daryl's doing the same thing, and, and, and Dwight has come so far, and, and so many people uh uh, you know, if there's anything that can good that can come of this whole virus mess, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a believer that uh, good things will come of it, even though as tough as it is and and as hard as it is for so many people. Before uh, uh, we know, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I believe He has a purpose and a plan for every living soul and uh uh i pray that uh, people will will turn to him during this time that uh jesus would be uh the center of attention and keep our focus on him and not the storm that is surrounding us and uh, we'll all get through this and be better off for it but uh, obviously it's affecting a lot of people and there's 
you know, all the forecasts and all the experts calling for, you know, for two and three more weeks and who knows how much more in the way of deaths and, and confirmed cases, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, only the Lord knows. Uh, and, uh, I'm a firm believer in that. And, uh, I just, uh, trust him. And, uh, you know, we, we're, uh, commanded to, to adhere to our leaders, you know, the commands and, uh, you know, we got to do what, what we believe to be, the right thing and uh, trust in, in God first and above all else. But, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've got to look out for our fellow man. And while maybe some of us may not be vulnerable to this, uh, obviously the the older generation is more susceptible, but all of us are, are, are candidates or are, 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 you know, certainly... Uh, uh, possible to to be infected, so we gotta we gotta try to do the best thing that we can, and try to do what uh, the medical advisors and experts tell us. And you know, uh, uh, I, I pray that uh, people would uh, would take it to heart and, and do. Uh, what's best, not only for them, but more importantly, or as important for 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 others. And uh, anyway, I, I do believe we'll we will get through it. This too shall pass. But uh, until that time, uh, we've got to we've got to be patient. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm missing baseball. I'm missing uh, uh, normalcy, if you will. But uh, some things are going to come back and return just as they were, and some things are going to be uh, different, uh, both good and bad. But uh, if you're a believer and you trust in the Word of God, that good will come from it and come of it. But uh, we've got to be patient right now, in my opinion, and, and, and trust the process and trust in the Lord and and trust in what our, our medical experts and our leaders are, are asking us to do. Now you mentioned uh, baseball coming back, and of course you were quite instrumental in uh, bringing uh, baseball, minor league baseball, back to uh, Biloxi, um, Mississippi, and uh, Major League Baseball has been looking to... Um, um, I don't know how you would would uh, classify it, but they want to modify minor league baseball. Was Biloxi on that list of of teams, and um, what will they do to fight that if if it comes to pass at all? Well, I'm thankful to have uh, played played a, a key role, especially early on, in, in, in planting a seed 25 years ago at the tail end of my playing career. I I had a vision and a, and a hope and, and something that I uh, presented to the mayor of Biloxi back in 1994 and uh, wanted to bring minor league baseball to my hometown. Uh, I just love uh, the, the, the family entertainment value of it. I just love everything about baseball in general, but minor league baseball to me is such a, an amazing uh, unifier in mm -hmm. a community and something that people can rally around and, 
and and just uh, the smiles on the faces of, of not only just kids but everyone that comes to the ballpark to enjoy what minor league baseball offers uh, is such a blessing and I wanted that desperately for my hometown and I, I worked 20 plus years towards that goal and a lot of people played important and key roles in making it happen obviously but uh, I'm thankful for my role in it I'm thankful that we have uh, this will be once we get started our sixth season in the Southern League AA we're an affiliate of the of the Milwaukee Brewers uh, first five years the team has played in the championship series of the southern league three of those five years unfortunately have not won it yet but uh, have had great seasons uh the contraction that you're referencing that major league baseball is uh is put out there that they're looking to do after this contract this season uh comes due with major league and minor mm-hmm. league baseball does not affect Biloxi. So I'm thankful okay. for that. But there are, there are two teams in the Southern league that are on that list. Chattanooga and Jackson, Tennessee, both teams. Uh, but I'm, I'm hopeful that's not the case, but I, I do sort of sense uh, that a lot of the rookie league level franchises will uh, in leagues will probably be eliminated. I don't know anything for certain, but uh, I have some people that work in the in the Major League Baseball offices that are friends that I talked with, and you know it's real. They're 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 probably most likely going to eliminate some teams and some leagues, but I think ninety percent to maybe more of that's going to be at the rookie league level. College baseball has grown so much in the last 25 years. And, uh, you know, this game is evolving. And, you know, there's more people that didn't play the game that are making uh, more decisions, uh, both uh, in in the offices of the leagues as well as the offices of each organization. Um, You know, I, I don't agree with certainly all or certainly most of the, the, the decisions and moves that are being made and have been made, but uh, baseball is still the greatest game. Hopefully they won't screw it up to the point that it's not, but uh, you know, I'm not in favor of all that has been done and it is being done uh, with the game itself, but uh, you know, uh, it, it still will be the greatest game and <clears throat> certainly uh, I'm thankful to, to have minor league baseball in my hometown and to be a part of that and be an ambassador. I do some broadcasting. I do a lot of community representing representation of the organization. I'm uh, very involved with it, but, uh, uh, the ownership stake that I could have, would have, should have had, uh, didn't materialize for, for various reasons. And, uh, Certainly uh, not going to go into all of that right now, but uh, I, I'm just thankful that we have it. I'm, I never got in it for the for the personal reward or financial gain mm-hmm. of it, and uh, I, I wanted it just for my hometown community because I saw the joy that it brings. I saw uh, just all of the good that it that it represented in minor league baseball and. 
in big cities and small towns all over this country and that I've been blessed to play in or, or manage in or broadcast in. Uh, so I, I, I'm thankful to have that here in Biloxi. And, uh, you know, this is something that I wanted to, to do, uh, for a legacy that's left. I'm my, my hope, my prayer, my goal was to, to bring something to my hometown community that will be enjoyed, uh, generations from now. And, and that, uh, you know, I would be remembered for having a part in that, and my family and my family name would be would be uh, you know associated with uh, uh, good things uh, through baseball for my hometown. This is a very uh, baseball oriented uh, community and region, and baseball in in our great state of Mississippi has has catapulted to the top in the last 25, 30 years. Uh, our college baseball programs are, are amazing. Uh, uh, junior college baseball, high school baseball, and, and bringing minor league baseball here. We've only had one minor league, one professional sport in this state forever, and that was the Jackson Mets originally, which mm-hmm. was the double-A Mets team that right. I played on. And now we have two minor league franchises uh, the Atlanta Braves double A team in, in uh, central Mississippi. And now, uh, going into our sixth year, the Milwaukee Brewers affiliate double A franchise here in Biloxi. So, uh, I have a connection to both and, uh, very thankful for that. And, uh, just, uh, just, uh, looking forward to, to getting this 2020 season, uh, underway, but, uh, obviously we're on hold right now. And and Paluxy is a beautiful area. You've done a wonderful job down there for your hometown. Well, Gary, I thank you, and I, I you know, hopefully, once this season gets back underway, uh, uh, whether it's this year or you know, in the future, I'd love to to have you as my guest and come out to the ballpark and take in a, a Biloxi Shuckers game and experience. Uh, uh, a game day uh, at, at our beautiful ballpark. We have a, a, a great organization. Uh, the game day experience is, is phenomenal. Uh, you know, we have a beautiful ballpark overlooking the, the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, it, it's uh, literally 500 yards from where I grew up. I mean, this ballpark uh, that I had worked so hard and hoped to to make happen, be a part of making happen for 25 years. Uh, God has blessed me and blessed us in such a way that this ballpark is literally in the neighborhood I grew up in, and, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing uh, when when you really look back at it, or when I look back at it, think about uh, how all this came to be, and uh, I just give God the glory. Uh, you know, I know it's because of him and my faith and trust in him. But, uh, my, my dreams, my visions, my hopes, my goals, my prayers have been answered, uh, tenfold. And I'm just thankful for that, but, uh, there's still more to do and, uh, we're all a work in progress. And certainly I, I have my flaws like we all do have issues and have struggles, but, uh, uh, keeping the good Lord first and, and, and my wife and my family next and, 
Certainly, uh, baseball is, is uh, high on my priority list, but certainly not number one. But uh, I'm thankful for the game of baseball, thankful for everything that it's, it's given me and for, for everything that uh, I've been able to experience through it. And certainly thankful for my, my time uh, as a member of the New York Mets organization. Uh, I don't know that there was a, a, a time that could have been greater to be a member of the Mets organization than being with them from 1982 to 1990. Uh, yeah, they won this in 69. They've been close and been there in 73 and 2000 and 2015. But, uh, the 86 Mets, uh, certainly have a, a very special place in, in Mets history, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just the 86 Mets, 85, through 90 right. uh, were some great teams. And if we'd have had wild cards or three divisions, then there's no telling what could have, would have, should have, but I'm not a what could have, would have, should have kind of guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, second place in New York is might as well be in last place. Yeah. But uh, we were, you know, we, the, the other years that I was there, 85, we lost to the Cardinals, uh, 87 lost to the Cardinals. Uh, but a close second in both of those races, and then 89 to the Cubs, but uh, 86, 88. And obviously, you know, if you were a woulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda kind of guy, uh, obviously 1988 to me was a year we, you know, we certainly had a chance to be world champions, and, and, uh, you know, we'll leave it at that. But, uh, (laughs) It was a great time to be in New York Met. Let's just say that, and uh, we, you know, while we didn't win but one World Championship, uh, we were an organization and a team uh, that uh, was excelled uh, and maybe came up a little short a couple of times when, you know, quite possibly it, it could have been a different story. But uh, such is life, and. Uh, uh, I'm thankful for having been a part of that. And uh, we are thankful that you joined us today. And uh, what an inspiration you are to millions of people. And I hope you get to finish that book because I think that would be an even more inspiration to uh, lots of people. And uh, Barry, thanks so much for joining us today. Gary, thank you. And please, if you do come down to visit, please let me know. And I'd love to have you as my guest and come out to the ballpark. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'll be back right after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at BaseballPodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And uh, we're back, and I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, 
that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I want to thank my guest, Barry Lyons, once again. Wasn't he terrific? And I want to thank you all for listening. And uh, don't forget to subscribe when you listen. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, uh, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. That helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until next time, remember, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Baseball's coming soon. It's going to come this year. I got a feeling. And I'll join you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. Mets Musings.